Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is naomi my name is andy and we're a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners can i tell you i just realized again i put on my headphones for no reason okay yes so i thought is this the second week in a row where you have yes. headphones that are not plugged into anything correct correct that i just put on my ears because i'm like gotta, gotta have my cans <laughs> i'm stepping up to the mic gotta put my cans on and i'm like actually you're just muffling your own ability to hear what's happening yeah and, well, no, <laughs> I was going to talk about your cans, but maybe it's not. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, as always, Andrew is underslept. All right. So, you know, his defenses are down. He's saying things he shouldn't say. And I'm going to do my best to just paper over it, calling it out so that you don't feel like you're listening to someone have a stroke. But also um, really wanting to make it clear that we've got to move forward. Hey, I don't think it's anyone. It's any of our listeners. But if you know who did this, some oh, some fucker, and yes, sign me up for some turf politicians mailing list. Shaken, okay, we shaken. were shaken to get this to get a, an envelope asking for money, and it wasn't like to current resident. 
It had Andy's name. It had my name. And it's it was just like, like Andrew Beckham. And we like, said, excuse you? People are calling me a bigot. And I'm just like, yeah, because you are a bigot. It said in an envelope. Someone called her a transphobe. And it was like, because you are? Yeah. It was like, what? Except we are. It's like, how did Andy end up on this mailing list? What about any vote Andrew has ever cast? Any group he's been a part of has led someone to believe, we got to get that guy's address. We got to get that guy's address. He's going well, no, to throw a 50 hour away. I would assume that it was... Uh, it was retaliatory for my... Oh, so one of your enemies yes. has signed you one up One of my this. many enemies. You're one of many enemies. By the way, folks, I've got so many enemies. If you are one of Andy's enemies, <laughs> I need you to step forward right now, okay? And what I'm going to say is, how dare you? Isn't that what the right wing does? They, they're like, the enemies are at my gates. You got to donate. <laughs> donate, donate, donate to my GoFundMe. Okay, as do the Democrats. What are you talking about? Well, they're constantly being like, the enemies are at the gates. Yeah, well... Can you chip in $5? And I was like, okay, well, I'm sorry. If the enemies are at the gate, five ain't going to cut it. So it's like, you got to either pick kind of how serious is it? Okay. Because you can't say we are facing down the demons of destruction. Do you have a dollar fifty? Yeah, I'm not exactly thrilled with them either. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about uh, Dave Anthony's. Let's just say he used his his platform. platform. Yes. A recent dollop episode was entirely about this fascist that's running for the school board in Glendale. Yes, 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 It yes. was lovely. It was beautiful. And I, I made me start to think, hey, are people, is there a, as, as journalism is collapsing, mm-hmm. is there a national database? Is there, are there people that are putting together, I know there are certain groups that are, that have like online databases of hate groups, mm-hmm. but just, is there a large database? I'm putting this at listeners. Yeah. You might know this. Yeah, you guys might know. You guys are smart. I that, feel like Laney will have a response. That is putting that's compiling all the fascists in the country right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm, at every mm-hmm, level, whether mm-hmm. it's running for school board right. or running for president, right? Right, 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 right. right. And connecting them with the money. Because if not, mm-hmm. we should do that. I'd take it on. I'd take it on. I'd, I'd file some FOIA requests, <laughs> get, uh, get the numbers together, create a beautiful mind situation. I don't know how to code. This is the problem yeah, that I run into with things like this, where I'm like, oh, I have a good idea. We should follow the money and figure out, you know, who is funding all of this. And mm-hmm. I know there are people that are doing that. Yeah. I know there are journalists right. that are still working and, and doing that. But I'm like, is there a central database that shows, well, the Mercers and the Koch brothers are right. actually funding these freaks. Right. We need a fascist registry. We need we a need, registry. Registry. need a fascist it registry. It needs to be, you know, the whole neighborhood should get a flyer when yes. you move in saying, you know, this is what you've been up to. <laughs> and so if you decide to come to a city council meeting or a school board meeting and you ain't even got no kids, you're going to get kicked out. <laughs> okay? Because you, what you're doing at the school board meeting, you ain't got no kids. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Creep. That's what we have to do. We got to register these fans. Yes, we just got to follow them around. We're like, hey, creep. Yep. I think yep, that's yep, the way. Yep. That's the way. I think that's, that's what the they way. did in Spain during the, the <laughs> Civil War. They <laughs> just went up to Franco's palace and went, hey, creep. Yep. That's the way to do it. He's like, you know what? This is, I got to get out of here. You, you know what? You're all right. You convinced me. It's so funny. So you got this email. I mean, you got this letter in the mail from the turf. And then it was, and I got a letter in the mail that was equally scary to me, um, even though it was from Greenpeace USA. And it wasn't terrifying. Because here's my, here's what about Okay. The return address portion just said Greenpeace USA. No actual address. So I said, this could be anything. All right. And it was handwritten, you know, not printed. Of course, my name was spelled wrong. And they used some white out to try to correct themselves. <laughs> but they didn't even correct it. And it was, and I kind of felt like, 
is this, am I about to open anthrax and they just put green piece in the return to make me open it? You see what I'm saying? Like I didn't open it for days. I mm-hmm. said, I'm going to wait till whatever's inside is inert. All right. Let it die. Give it 72, 96 hours. Okay. And you Something. looked up and you looked up anthrax online and saw that sure <laughs> if it sits in an sure. envelope in your house for it's 48 hours it becomes it becomes a dirt um and i but i was like but then like it wasn't it was just little it was just like a one sheet from greenpeace being like here are these you know um when you're voting vote for the climate change like the people who are going to com- combat climate change and just like had a list of the names of the people who were like on the right side when it came to the climate but i just felt like greenpeace should be giving a return address and whoever's doing the writing and addressing these envelopes, they got to have better handwriting and not look like they might murder you. You see what I'm saying? Like the Greenpeace handwriting was concerning is mm. what I'm going to tell you right now. It was concerning. And to not put a return address, I said, well, what are you after? Who Maybe is it was this? a whale they saved and they trained to they trained the whale address to the envelopes. In which case, I don't mind the misspelling. You're a whale. You're already doing pretty great. I don't expect you to be able to spell a paragon. They stopped some <laughs> Russian ship from harpooning it. Yep. And then they're like, look, we got to put you to work. We, we do, do not we need, have We're enough. a nonprofit. There's we, a letter writing campaign. Yes, we do not have enough hands or we flippers. Don't. We don't have enough flippers for this. We don't have enough fins. <laughs> I say that every day. You know, I'm working, I'm working so fins. hard. I'm tired, sweating, grinding to the bone. I say I don't have enough fins. I yeah. don't have enough fins for this. Yeah. I mean, the last time I heard we don't have enough flippers mm-hmm. was when I was in a pinball championship. Mm, that's good, babe. Hey, Naomi, remember when you asked a couple weeks ago people to write reviews on Apple Podcasts with the word compelling in the title? And just tell me the easy foods you make. Easy foods they make because you have a problem when you are hungry. You do not know what to cook. Absolutely. So I went, I went to my community. I crowdsourced. We got... People keep doing it. They keep and doing it. And I love them folks, for it. Folks, please keep doing it because it tickles our fancies. <laughs> it tickles our flippers. <laughs> tickles my flippers. I did not place well in that pinball championship. <laughs> I'm going to keep. <laughs> I saw the look on your Let face. Let me when I, read it. I, <laughs> the look on your face when I said that. Okay. So someone says here. What you'll need to buy for the week, pre-washed spinach box, almost ripe avocados, mini cucumbers, slices of cheddar cheese, hummus, and a bag of bagels of your choice. These can be frozen sliced. Thank you for the option. Any combination of these items can be thrown on a toasted bagel at any time of day. And you can also do a big salad, minus the bagel and hummus, with like balsamic glaze, olive oil, and a squeeze of lemon. Interesting. Okay, so what I'm having is spinach, cuke, avo. I mean, that's healthy enough, I guess. It's <laughs> feeling a little so dry to me. It's feeling a little dry to me. I'm kind of thinking, because you know what it is? I'm thinking about what I would add to that. Because uh-huh. I do like the idea of getting a, you know, get all these items and then you can kind of mix and match. But I'm trying to think of what I would add to that to kind of judge for myself. You seem salty that the answer wasn't just, why not DoorDash some tacos? <laughs> no, you I really? was not salty that that wasn't it. I just kind of felt like, that is a too, might be a too small of a list for me. Really? Yes. I like this one. Salt plus crunch, colon, toss chickpeas with a little olive oil, salt, and paprika. Roast at 425 for 15 to 20 minutes. And then you got a crunchy chickpea? Yes. I like and that. And then you're personally. just popping that, just popping that in your mouth and go. Yeah, see, I, that part is the where it kind of falls, falls apart, apart for from you. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because really, to me, a, a, a roasted chickpea is part of something else it's not a thing on its own well andy you put that on top of a salad what are we talking about come on yeah you put it on a salad or you put it in a meal with something else i don't know what you would put in with it what's like an easy thing that 
you know, couscous. Some like it's added yes, to the or like, like to that. me, I'd even put it on top of a curry. Mm-hmm. You got a little curry going, and you put some crunchy chickpeas on top, put it in there, and that way it gives you a little crunch. So it doesn't feel like you're just having like the soupy part. I'm not the kind of person, or I can't envision myself as the kind of person who just has a Ziploc bag full of roasted chickpeas mm-hmm. that I'm just like tossing in my mouth as I'm walking down yes, Hollywood yes, Boulevard. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I understand that. I don't envision you as that person either. <laughs> just, I can't envision you as that person. I don't you can't think imagine I married that person. You can't imagine I'm I'm have like long strides. I'm in bell bottoms. You know, it's, bell it's like bottom. a, it's, it's like that keep on trucking mm-hmm. image. Mm-hmm. You know, Grateful Dead is playing in the background, and I'm just popping chickpeas in my mouth. I love that instead of tabs of acid. That's gorgeous. <laughs> Top of acid, a little chickpea. With and then Andy's like, entire, ass, gas, or grass. Everybody eats chickpeas. An entire Ziploc bag of acid, uh, tabs of acid that you're just throwing in your mouth as if they were a snack. <laughs> listeners, have any of you ever done that? <laughs> also, listeners, are you in your 70s? Because I think to have done that in the 60s, that's how old you would be, right? Tell them my parents are. Sounds about right. I always have cooked rice, so I'll Broil I'm sorry, are you reading something? <laughs> yes. Because that transition was insane. You have to tell the listener what the hell is happening. By the way, oh, it's seeing the word salmon here makes a listener, I forget their name, I apologize, told me to check out halal gummies. Oh, halal gummies. Halal so gummies. gummies no hooves. No hooves. No hooves. I did. I, I checked online. There's, there's the first website I found, I clicked on. I've not investigated any other website. They have cola. They have <gasps> cola gummies. Ooh. Sold out at the moment. Man, everybody wants that cola. <laughs> everybody wants that cola gummy without the bones. I don't want to eat bones. I know, honey. I Why know. do other people want to eat bones? I know, baby. I don't know, baby. I don't know. He's getting so upset. He's about to raise his hand and anchor. He's so <laughs> To the bone industry. <laughs> so are you reading another suggestion for foods? Yes. I've always cooked rice, so I'll broil a piece of salmon. With salt, three minutes each side, make miso or buy the packets and steam cauliflower in the microwave and serve room temperature with miso or sesame dressing. This does not seem like it's. That's a healthy, healthy meal because of, you know what? You know what? Because I, I look, I'm into salmon. It was the steam collie. The steam collie is where it felt like perhaps this was a punishment to steam the collie. I'm here for a rice salmon combination. I had a salmon bowl for lunch a couple days ago at work. I did some rice, some salmon, and a kale and an anti. And then I said, well, I did all my good eating for the week. I have one healthy bowl, and I go, well, (laughs) that should be all the nutrients I need. (laughs) This is the problem. I eat one good meal like that. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, maybe. But then at night, I'm like, well, I ate healthy. So it's midnight. I can jam a bunch of black and white cookies in my mouth, and I'll be okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, guys, when you're hearing this, this is the day after Andy's birthday. So I would like you to show him love. Thank you. But my mom, for Andy's birthday, sent him some Zabar's bagels and some black and white cookies and they arrived. Thank you, Liz. Like five days before his birthday. Unbeknownst to me, Andrew ate the entire box of black and white cookies within two business days. Yeah, I don't know what's going on (laughs) in the world that makes me very anxious at night when uh, the lights are off (laughs) and I need to get to sleep and I'm like, what will settle me? Well, standing over the kitchen sink, just shoving black and white cookies in my mouth robotically, just staring off into the middle distance. I guess that's what's going to do it. (laughs) Oh, I think it's beautiful. I really do. Hey, do you know what else is beautiful, Naomi? Our Patreon. Well, ain't that the truth. If you ever have fun listening to the intros and thought, I wish this was 45 minutes. Or you just want to support the show. 
That too. You're like, that I too. don't have 45 minutes, but I do have five extra bucks. $5 gets you two bonus episodes, other fun goodies. Over the holidays, we did a Zoom hang with the Patreon folks. Um, I'll be running some stand-up by the group in the next month or so. Oh, that's right, because you have a stand-up show as part of the Netflix is yes. a joke festival. Netflix is a joke fest. It is uh, May 8th at 10 p.m., you guys. I'm calling it a pajama jammy jam. All right. When I, I'm not kidding you when I say I will be wearing pajamas. I expect you to do the same. Okay. Masks, pajamas. We're going to all be in bed by 1130. That's my promise to you. Depending on where you live. If you drive Depending up from San live, Diego for some that's reason. That's true. Don't do that. Don't drive up from San Diego. I don't want you on the roads that late. <laughs> I don't want you on the roads that late. I'd be too worried about you, baby. But the Patreon, as I'm saying. $5 a month, two bonus episodes, other fun things. We just have the one tier, one and done, no layers and levels. So come through if you have the means to. Either way, we appreciate you. But check out patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Now, Andrew. Yes, my dear. Can we talk about today's guest? My lady wife. Can we talk about? This was fantastic. This was beautiful. This was warm. This was inviting. It was Cozy, comfortable, casual, cool, contempo, casual energy. Someone we knew casually casual. from Los casual. Angeles. Yes. We picketed with them one day. Yes. Oh, no. She was active. She was active. She was sure, on the front but I'm lines. saying we... We oh yes you and I picketed with them once we yes. mostly we mostly yeah. went to Paramount but right, one right. day we went to CBS yes Bradford and we had a good picket, picket chat um, her and her husband uh, so who is this her that I'm talking about you've already heard her dulcet tones writer actor director extraordinaire yes. the one the only K Cannon Whoa. okay she's written for Thirty Rock Hell yeah. New Girl she yes. wrote the Pitch Perfect movies oh my. she directed Blockers <laughs> I feel like she I'm doing ad libs like Cinderella why would you call it out just keep doing it it's good to be the hype man when I'm reading the bio I'm gonna do it over and you're gonna do it again okay the one the only K Cannon yes writer hell yeah actor yes director extraordinaire oh my directed <laughs> blockers yeah. directed cinderella yes wrote on 30 rock new girl she wrote the pitch perfect movie my god kate cannon does it all including show up to the zoom and be a real friend roll it okay we have wanted you in the pod for so long and it was funny because we were like thinking about this. And I said, you know what? Kay is too busy um, trying to fight for our rights. She is leading a union. Like, I didn't want to ask you like last year because I was literally like, I think Kay is very busy. And now here we are in 2024 on the other side. It was on the a other side. stressful time. We are on the other side now. <laughs> Everything's so much better. So much better. Well, <laughs> we had a cold, cold. I describe it as like a cold, cold, terrible winter. Mm-hmm. And it is now starting to thaw. Starting to thaw. That is actually a good way to put it. Just starting. Not, yeah, spring has not sprung. It is no. starting to thaw. It's yes. starting to thaw. We're gonna get there. I think it's still kind of bad right now. <laughs> well, yeah. Let me ask you that. As someone who is a little more in the machine than we are, do you think we're all being punished now <laughs> for <laughs> for daring, daring to raise a hand to? To our robber baron masters. I mean, I think we were being punished before, and I think it's just a continuation of our punishment because <laughs> I don't, you know, they just had a, a really poor business model. Mm-hmm. They were spending so much money, um, sort of frivolous, fiver, frivolously, and um, 
And now, like, it, the business was contracting before the strike. So, like, this contraction that's happening and this fear that executives have and what to buy and what will will do well and what will break through. And also their companies not having money because they lost so much money in our fight. Mm. Um, mm. So I, I think that they – it feels like a punishment, but I think it's just they're trying to course correct their bad – Decision making. Uh-huh. Even though I will, say, I want to say this though. I don't even think they lost that much money from from the deal they gave us and SAG. They didn't even lose that much, right? Well, they lost for the simple fact that we were down for six months. Six. Plus oh, months. I see what you're saying. Uh huh. Uh huh. Just for like the stoppage. They lost the stoppage. a ton of money. Yes. Like you uh-huh. know, the, the deal we got, they could yes. have given us on. Of course, day one. First. Sure. 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 So wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you are you emotionally able to actually deal with this business? Like, oh, this is <laughs> girl, because I'll tell you this, because you was on the front lines and I've been dealing with this too. Where I was like, I'm sorry. Like, it's always been a game in this business, right? To kind of fight against being batted down, right? Because it's a game of more no's than yeses. But then to go through this process where I was like, oh, these hoes don't care whether I live or die. <laughs> it's hard to have a little pep in your step for the pitch after that. It's hard to be <laughs> like, but I just mean going back, it. like, like go all the way back to the beginning, whatever. I don't know what the first thing was. I didn't look at your IMDb. <laughs> 30 Rock. I don't know. So like, yeah, yeah. 30 Rock was my first. Yeah. Thing. Was yeah, it the yeah, first yeah. thing? Okay. Yeah. Like, was that a like you're thrust into now you're thrust into a machine where, you know, where one of the most powerful people in show business, Lauren Michaels, is controlling. I mean, not controlling, but like in the at background the helm, yeah. at, of this thing, even though Tina is the, the head of it. But like, Tina, I don't know her. I just, <laughs> She's very it's, nice. It's okay. You're allowed to say her first name. I know Andy always but does say, when he says someone's first name. Sometimes when I say someone's goes, first name, just to like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want it to sound like I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Me and Tina, we were getting martinis at Nobu <laughs> last week. That's a very fun, rich specific, Andy. Martinis at Nobu. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what's rich? But was it, were you, like when you started doing this stuff, were you already like emotionally in a place where it didn't, like you, you were set up to for all this stuff to kind of like, like water, water off your uh, duck's back or yeah. was it a, without an education, you're like, Oh, I really, I, yeah, I was so <laughs> unbelievably green, but I, um, you know, I had not worked like a, in, in a year and a half, like I was a, a performer, an actor who was making my money, you know, I was at second city and I was, you know, I had a paycheck and I was making a living as an actor. And then like a year and a half went by and I had nothing. So when I got 30 rock, you know, and and getting a writing job, which I didn't consider right. myself a writer at all. Like I was just so happy to be there that mm-hmm. I didn't think of anything that had to do with the business. You know what it was? It was like a lot of learning too of going like the levels of writer. Like I was a staff writer, and then you do story editor and executive mm-hmm. story editor and co-producer. And pro- I I remember asking a lot of questions in the room of like, so you're a producer of this? <laughs> like, do the <laughs> you're, like you're the you're the co-EP like. So you produce this, you know, like other, I was asking them about other shows that they produced. Yeah. Yeah. And then I like learned, it's like, oh no, it's just like the levels. I mean, you do produce it because writers, but it's just you being uh, given a, you know, a boost. uh, Yeah. 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 You know, that it's not, it's not like, you know, figuring out the difference between an executive producer, who's the money person Mm -hmm. and who does nothing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's not like, I mean, Lauren Michaels is amazing, but like, you know, Tina Fey and Robert Carlock were right. Right. So, you know, right. 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 Boots Lauren, on the ground. Lauren cast a check. 
Lauren, Lauren was the power, you know, like, and, yeah. but there was a lot of, um, you know, that 30 rock was going to get canceled every two seconds. Like to get a back nine was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I remember like, I was like, I just bought a couch and like, I really <laughs> hope that we get a back nine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or like uh, the, the joke in the room was like, Oh, I just got this J crew sweater that I really liked. a lot. <laughs> like, will I be able to afford it? Um, and so we got a back nine. So there, I started to learn all that stuff too. Like, and paying attention to ratings and who wrote what. I never pay att- paid attention to that mm-hmm. prior. Yeah. Um, and then just seeing like executives and like, you know, like Marcy Klein was an executive producer and like, what did she do for the show and how managers are also executive producers and what packaging was. Like, that was all so new to me. Mm-hmm. And now when I look back, like in terms of, you know, because we fired the WGA, we, you know, did an agency campaign where we asked you to fire, you know, th- not we, they asked us to fire our agents and we did it and we got rid of packaging. You know, like I was just such a baby then. My my first year at 30 Rock was the last strike. Yes. 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 I remember. Okay. That. Well, it was my second year, I guess. We were in the second season. And stuff. Second uh-huh. season. Yes. Yeah. I remember the last episode had Andy Richter as. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but but emotionally, this is I guess this is the thing. Like I, I think this business separates you out. If you are emotionally okay with the business side of it, if that doesn't tear your soul apart, yeah, you can get through. And that's where I'm <laughs> curious. You know, were you already? You know, was it like going through improv even before that? Like, did your parents set you up to be a mo- an emotional stalwart? I guess is the word I'm looking for. I grew up an athlete. I'm an athlete. Okay. Like, I was, uh. I'm a two sport at college athlete. Oh wow, college athlete. I pack things very athletically. Uh, you know, an athlete's state of mind, and uh, my feeling on it. Uh, first, I'll say this too. I can I definitely separate and still to this day creative executives versus like your Ted Sarandos and your CEOs like mm-hmm. those are the people making the decisions. I believe like so so post strike I'm able to go in and pitch mm-hmm. the people who I know just want to make good shows and just want to do a good job and everything. Uh-huh. So I'm able to separate that. Can you introduce us to those people? Yeah, who are the people who just want to make good shows and are just here for the like, good time, good work? <laughs> but but you it, it is not without getting frustrated at those people because sure. they have a mandate from the top. So it's right, always like, right, right, right. I can't believe you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't get her drive? Her drive <laughs> this. Um <laughs> and then sending me some projects they are doing, and you're like, this this doesn't feel very good. Um <laughs> but I can't be in control of your decision making. But in terms of like all the no's, you get more no's than yeses. It's like from that athletic point of view, it's just like I'm an ideas factory is how I approach it. Mm. And if you're no to that, then I'll give you something else. And okay. I'll, I'll just keep take, hitting, getting the punches until I break through. Mm-hmm. I think that's what my career reflects that because I go, I vacillate between film and TV and whenever I have a failure in film, I go to TV. And then when I have the failure in TV, I go back to film. And I just kind of like whatever, whoever says yes mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, I ride the horse in the direction it's going. Uh-huh. And, and that's how I've been able to have a living in this so that I don't I don't sit in the, the losses. And I ran track and I was a sprinter. And so I would have like 
I'd have four events. And so you'd win and lose in the same day. Mm-hmm. And so you might like win the hundred meter, but then lose the 200 meter. And, and so that mentality of like, <clears throat> okay, that pitch didn't go well, or mm-hmm. I lost out on, I was up for a Marvel movie, didn't get it, you know, like with no explanation. And you're yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know, you just got to like, you got to move on. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Mark Ruffalo got your part. <laughs> I was so bummed. <laughs> I can't watch it. I can't even watch it. <laughs> uh, that makes sense, though, having that kind of upbringing. Because I think it, it, like, it, you know, I, um, yeah, athletes are good, can be. Can. A- more often than not, can be good losers. Or just good at sticking to something. Because, like, what I know, again, as someone who is not active in any way, right? I know the people who are active, especially, like, college college athletes where it's like, you got to be up at 5 in the morning. And then you're doing your, you know what I mean, two hours of that. Then you go to classes. It kind of teaches you to be comfortable being uncomfortable from a very early age. Because I'm like... Because I had a, my roommate, my freshman roommate, she was a soccer player. And it was like, I was like, why are you up so early, girl? And it was like... That's what she had to do. She didn't end up staying with it all, you know. I mean, look, now she's damn Oscar-nominated director, okay? So she made a pivot. But she has that kind of, like, go get this And I was like, I would like to lay down and listen to Ani DeFranco <laughs> until I feel it in my soul that I'm ready to rise. <laughs> See, I want to be like you. <laughs> I want to do that. Because when I was in college, because I was also doing musicals and plays and stuff like that. So you were, like, that athlete who was also into theater. Like, I have yeah. a theater degree. And I remember my mom driving. I did a show. I did. Uh, I forgot what play it was, and then had to drive through the night to to Drake in Iowa for the Drake relays. Oh, not oh. the musician. I know. I was like Drake. <laughs> what Drake did? Oh, it's like, you not bad. like a little, little baby, <laughs> little baby Drake. <laughs> um, and uh, and then I ran two races, and then was driven back to do the show the next night. Oh and, my God. Yeah. And then had to go back again for the next, t- you know, and so it gives you that kind of endurance and like, it was all encompassing and I just had like that drive, but I wish I would have had a little bit more of a balance, you know, because it can be, it can be pretty intense. Yeah. Okay. So then are you someone who is mm-hmm. so on the go mm. that you don't have time to, deal with the emotional part of stuff or are you processing it very quickly so so you are dealing with it or yeah, a third thing I think I'm processing it very quickly uh I definitely it was incredibly stressful I'm I'm not one I have no poker face you know how I'm feeling when I'm feeling it I you know so to my husband and my daughter I was just like I don't know if I can do this like I'm cracking like this mm. is really hard um in August, I stopped. Um, so I think it was like month four of the strike. I stopped drinking. Mm. I was like, it was so stressful <laughs> that I stopped drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it was so incredibly stressful because of the weight. I wasn't worried about myself. I wasn't worried about myself, luckily, financially. I was the weight of everyone else's um, stories and pain that they mm-hmm. were like you just felt that everybody in that negotiating room felt that we we talk about all the different people we would talk to on the on the picket line and so that was I, I I think the negotiating committee was amazing group of people and we would express our 
pain and anguish and emotions with each other all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how we got through it. And that's how we worked through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, and I'll ask directly, do you, like, have you always been someone who was able to do this or is it only something through whatever, uh, adulthood, uh, ketamine therapy, whatever, um, yeah. actual therapy, not actual, not like ketamine's not actual therapy, yeah, but talk, like talk therapy, therapy. Yes. uh, Freudian psychoanalysis has able been gotten to a place where you can express it. Yeah. I, I feel like I have always been able to definitely mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, I've gotten even more vocal, um, but I feel like I, I've had a high EQ for a long time mm-hmm. and quickly get to perspective, uh, you know, like um, like immediately going into a perspective point of view. And I don't think I'm denying, although I have to really like, <laughs> self, like do some self-reflection of being like, oh, was I denying feeling it? Was I like putting up a wall? I I, I don't think I have done mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. but um and this is like getting into the, like let's quickly just get into the therapy part of it like <laughs> of like i've only gone to therapy 3 times and it was um when i was going through my divorce and i was like i think this was the it was the first time ever in my life where i'm like this is beyond what i like i'm lost i don't mm-hmm. understand what's happening i don't understand how I got myself in this position because I thought I was a smart person. Mm. I wanted to get some guidance of like, why did I make such a poor choice? Mm. And so I went to a therapist and I thought, okay, this will be helpful for me. And in 20 minutes, she had diagnosed and gave me the answer. Really? What? I need this therapist. <laughs> what do you say? 20 minutes? I'll take it. Give me your number. What happened in that 20 minutes? <laughs> okay, so I... I won't say what the answer is, but I'll, I'll say explain. Like my parents had um, lived and worked together uh, for my whole life. Uh, my dad was a lawyer, and my mom was a teacher. But when she, I, I'm one of seven kids, and oh so my gosh. She, what? seven? Yeah, I'm the fifth <laughs> of seven. My God, and, we've got to unpack that. <laughs> so she, she was a school teacher, and then when my dad. Um, uh, he was a self-employed lawyer, so he had his own own small firm, and so she was his like paralegal or his like secretary assistant for all of my life. So I saw them live and work together, and they were married for almost fifty years before you know my dad passed away. And then I was in a a marriage in which we were living and working together, mm-hmm. and we're like best friends and shared the same passions. And I was like, oh, he, but it was so bad, and I was the decision was so wrong, and it wasn't mm-hmm. a you know, no good marriage ends. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get how I was so blindsided to like, you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like I, I, I didn't pick correctly. And, um, and then, you know, she asked me a question, uh, that, uh, that I don't want to reveal because it, uh, it would, um, hurt this person's feelings, but, uh, that I answered it when I was like, Oh, now I get it. I get why I I I picked hmm. poorly, and and it and it just and it should have been so obvious, and it wasn't. And until she said it, until she asked me the question, then I I was answering it. And as I was answering it, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> 
And then I thought, well, I'll keep up with this because th- that was so helpful. Mm-hmm. And then, but then I found myself like, oh, I was feeling, feel, I'm, I'm generally always sort of feeling good. And again, it goes back to that like sort of athletic mindset, I guess. And then the, and the reason I stopped was because the third <laughs> session, she was full on, before I walked in the door, she was full on crying. Like she was like, absolutely tears running down her face. Oh my goodness. And I sat down and I was like, are you, are you okay? You know, like, (laughs) and she's like, I am fine. I'm fine. Let's talk. And I was like, but like, I I definitely feel like you're emotional. And, and she denied Uh it. And, and for me, I was just like, nah, I can't. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Uh I'm good. I don't want to, I don't want to like, uh, not be able to trust or like that. I know, I'm sure that they're you're they're told to not. Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's some real Freudian shit. Yeah, where they're like they just become this kind of like mirror, and yes. they, they exist only as a mirror when they're in that session with you. And I can't, I can't get shit out of my therapist. I keep <laughs> asking questions. I don't even really want to know. I just want to. I'm like, do you think that I, when I say this thing, do you think I'm crazy for saying it? Just tell me. Just I need, <laughs> I need one opinion from you. And she's like, well, why, why do you think it's important? for you to get my opinion. I'm like, cause you are another human being in front of me. <laughs> You're my interlocutor. We need, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. If I, I think you keep... think I'm nuts or you're bored or just give me something. Totally. I'm actually surprised that she, it's a she, right? Yeah. That yeah. She, <laughs> I'm surprised that she doesn't give you something like give you a nugget of something. Yeah. I know she has a kid. That's it. I know that's, that's the only thing. I know she has a kid and I, a dog because the dog will sometimes come into the Zoom screen. <laughs> but I'm surprised she doesn't give you like say like I I agree with you on this or I do think you might be acting a little crazy around right this. right. <laughs> I know it's it's time for Andy to find someone new because I, I think so. he's been at the because honestly I'm surprised he even lasted this long with her because it's been years like a person who's giving you nothing. I said oh no no I need to know I need like a full on are we in it together sis is <laughs> what yeah. I need from my person. But I, was like, I think she's not years. telling him because she wants to keep keep you as a patient. <laughs> Maybe she got me at a discount because we started sliding scale, uh, and then it hasn't increased dramatically. So I, I think I'm a liability when it comes to her <laughs> pocketbook. Honestly. <laughs> There is no uh, other than like maybe intellectual curiosity. There is no reason to not fire me as a client. <laughs> intellectual <laughs> curiosity. Well, okay, I've I've okay, I've a couple questions actually, a few, and I'm trying to think of what's the best order. Okay, I think I want to go back because I want to go back to something you had talked about. You know, kind of being this athlete and theater kid, both of which take up a lot of time. Right, and so and especially running again, from track and country is that what, what is track and track field field, track track field. field. <laughs> town and country is the magazine track and field is a sport field but i like i don't know i like track and country track i like country track and to country. august osage a county <laughs> um i can you you aren't too far off cross country okay okay there it is there it is <laughs> i have never ever hurt anyone Mess up track and field and track and country. <laughs> Can you tell that we are indoor kids of the highest order? Okay. We are in this house. You are indoor heading. cats. You are indoor cats. <laughs> Very much so. Um, but I'm thinking about sort of what that was. Because I, I look back at college time. 
especially if you know you you want to wait to school, right? Like that's your time to kind of finally do whatever your quote own thing is because you know you don't have anybody watching you. But it sounds like you're very you are very very busy. What did that mean for dating and meeting people? Because I'm wondering how you had time for that. If you're going to do all your classes and do track and do theater, obviously you're going to have your friend group. And this idea of go, go, going and being busy, busy, busy. Yeah, I was always, because I was really busy in high school too. Like I, I'm, um, uh, uh, the small town I grew up in, like an hour and a half south of Chicago, and literally there was less than a thousand people in the town. Wow. So, with a mom and dad, seven kids, and our grandfather who lived with us for like three years, we literally made up one percent of the town. Oh um, my god! Wait, what so town is this? Custer Park. Custer um, Park. If you've ever seen um, planes, trains, and automobiles uh, when they are outside that motel. Uh, sitting like literally in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. That was in the bigger town. Next- <laughs> uh, that was that where that was filmed. Um, and so I always had like in high school and in college, I always, I was a serial monogamous. So I, I like dated oh. the same person for like three years. And then uh, when I went to college, like I had, you know, like, I think like three boyfriends or something like that. But then and I went to grad school and I was still dating the one from college, you know, like, uh-huh. um, and just kind of went from, and, and then like one of them was in track. So it's like, you know, the- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Easy. You're here. You like the thing I yeah. like. We're kind of on the same page. Yeah. So it kind of helps. Yeah. Smooth yeah. over some of the other things. If we're like kind of interested in the same stuff, that'll kind of paper over some of the other reasons why we probably shouldn't be dating. I know. Totally. Um, and- <laughs> We were when, when I was in college, you know, like friends was all the rage. And like uh, our, we had like a track group that was basically like uh, I dated Chandler. Essentially. Okay. <laughs> okay I want to watch this. He looked like Chandler. He looked like, you know, uh, really? could this race be any more relay? I get it. Could this race be any more I'm relay? Sorry, Is that I what apolog- you said, Andrew Beckerman? Yep. I apologize for okay, that. Hey, I don't know if you need to be saying that. I'm going to move out of the Zoom screen. <laughs> you have to just leave. You have to exit. <laughs> Okay, so you would, but okay, so you would get a relationship and kind of, but like, I guess, was it like, oh, you have a crush and you want to be with this person, or was it this natural, this sense of like, I like you and you're here, yeah, and that's not to shade any of those people. I'm not saying that you didn't have feelings. I'm just kind of thinking about the mental space being taken up by, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to keep it simple <laughs> because, um, you know, I was raised really Catholic. And like really? I, seven kids, Catholic. <laughs> yeah, they wanted twelve Irish Catholic nonsense. Oh my God, wanted twelve. Wanted. wanted. 12. My mother could only physically have seven. <laughs> Jesus. What twelve? Because of apostles? Why twelve? Because <laughs> of apostles. But your mom. It's funny because you know you post her online and she's so smiley and sweet. I had no idea this woman had been run ragged by seven children because she, she still had- got a smile on her face all these years later. Oh my gosh, totally. She's so like. Yeah, she's amazing in that way. But like she had the between oldest and youngest, it's 12 years. So I was one of a pack. Like there's like two sets of Irish twins. So my two brothers, then there's like two years between me and my brother. And then Uh me and my younger sister were like 14 months apart. So like four of us, four of us were in high school together. Four of us were in college together. Or, or, you know, not the same yeah, yeah, college. Yeah, yeah. Me and my sister went to the same college. And then my two brothers went to the same college. Uh, so it was, yeah. So, but we, anyway, we were raised Catholic. So for it with relationships, I was just talking about this, how, like, I, 
had to, um, I wanted, I just found a safety in being with the same person mm-hmm. and having a long relationship. But I was also like incredibly like boy crazy horny. <laughs> You know, so I was, I remember being like, Josh Boda has to tell me he loves me before I like have sex with him. <laughs> like it had to be like, oh no, we're going to be together forever. Uh-huh. And I think that's why I was always in these like, like, you know, monogamous, serial monogamous relationships because I had that mentality. Mm-hmm. I was one of the last ones to lose my virginity um, in my high school. And, you know, because it's small town and you had nothing to do, but like have sex have in a field make baby and get married right out of high school you know um and even that like i wasn't you know i was like 17 or something and so friends of mine are like i wasn't i was like 19 20 21 you know like they, were, they were a lot older <laughs> they made me feel like i was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh whatever but um but yeah like most of my friends were like 14 when they lost their virginity wow. 13 14 yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Naomi, in a field, what do you think? <laughs> I know you grew up in New York City, but what do you think? Like, people do have cars and they have like finished no, but, basements. And- but I'm thinking about it as like romantic. I'm imagining like a cornfield, a blanket. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. saying it like it's dirty, but I'm like, you're you live in the middle of nowhere. I'm assuming there are fields where you know no one's probably going to come around. Totally. I, I mean, uh, also the nuclear power plant <laughs> was in our town, uh, the the neighboring town, a nuclear power plant. <laughs> and so I remember like being in a car in wintertime uh-huh. with my boyfriend and like a police <laughs> car coming up and like checking to make sure that during like, like with Saddam Hussein or whatever, like that we weren't doing anything. An act around- of terror? You weren't doing an act of terror in the field by the nuclear power plant? Yeah, we, were, we were kind of by the Dairy Queen. Uh, <laughs> Dairy Queen, which was kind of near the power plant. Uh, sure. Like on a side for road. Sure. For sure. Um, I, for prom, um, uh, the tanning salon was in the back of the bait shop. I remember mm-hmm. that. What? Yeah, that makes sense. What are you saying? That does not make sense, Andy Becker. There was, you have strip balls. I mean, I assume... Uh, you know that all small, smallish towns and cities are. Okay, there, there's the no, there's no strip. Um, exactly. It's oh, just a the... bait shop, and the dad owned the bait shop, and the mom had this tanning salon uh, that was in the like back room of the bait shop. So I'd have to walk through the bait right. shop. You're walking through the bait shop to get into the tanning bed. The one okay. tanning bed. That's yeah, the there. one bed, right? It's like one bed. She's like, she's like, we're gonna rent a bed. We're gonna create a double income situation. You want a, a light tan? You want some lures? Sure. Why not? <laughs> lures and a light tan. That's a, that's a big day in Custer Park. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Now seven kids. Team sports. Can you be alone with yourself, Kate Cannon? <laughs> oh my god, that is the best question because up until. Like a year ago, the answer was no. Really? I've never really been alone. I would describe my childhood as as beautiful chaos. Like there was always so many people around. I always shared a bedroom. And that's what like the therapist was like telling me. Like I just went from one uh, way of living and mm-hmm. then with my first husband, like that was a familiar way yeah. of living. And um yeah, I was so afraid to be alone that 
I stayed in a marriage for way longer than I would just from the fear of being, being alone. Uh... I, had, I had never been single I, a day of my life when I, as soon as I could start dating. Wow. And um, so I was 34 years old and I was like in New York living by myself for the first time. And, and even then it was like, friends were always rallying around me. You know, like I really wasn't alone. And of course, New York is like crazy busy and you yeah. don't ever really feel like you're alone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it wasn't, I, I realized like a year ago, I had never taken a hike by myself. Like I was on a oh. hike on Fryman. I was by myself and halfway through the hike, I, um, uh, had a massive full-on panic attack because I was like, no one, like I didn't tell my husband I was going on a hike and I was like, I'm alone <laughs> no one know, and no one will save me because it's COVID. And, and I had a real like, holy shit, this is the, I need to be okay with myself mm. and I need to be okay just by myself and alone with my thoughts and, and I, I feel like I cracked through that. Uh, but that was the first, I think that was like first time I really felt like I was by myself. Mm. But you cracked through it on your own. You didn't go to therapy. We didn't or... call up that therapist. We didn't call up a new uh, therapist. You didn't, you so didn't, I got 20 minutes. Another, I got 20, 20 minutes. minutes to ask me one question. <laughs> Maybe not even the same lady. That's just how you approach every therapist. You go have 20 <laughs> minutes. You got to figure it out. Quick. 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 <laughs> but I think I I do other kinds of therapy that isn't like typical therapy. You know, like I was I do this. Um, I don't do it anymore because she's passed away. But um, I was in this like a uh, workout class called Intensate, where you put like intentions onto your aerobics. Like every oh. move has a, has a uh, 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 affirmation. Mm-hmm. So you're not just like aimlessly working out. You're like mm-hmm. basically like you're working out your own shit through it. So it's like you know like. This is going to be really cheesy, but I'm going to show it to you. But it's like, you're like, this is strong. So you'd be like, I am strong. Now I believe I will succeed. <laughs> I want it. I want it. I really want it. You know, like, it's like, you know, I'll like to improve your life and everything like that. And, and, um, so on Saturday she would do a zoom, especially during the pandemic, uh, her, Patricia Marino is the creator of Intensate. And so that I felt like was the therapy that, hmm. you know, like sort of an mm-hmm. informal therapy where you're with a group of people and you're able to like work out your stuff and talk about it to the mm-hmm. group you wanted to. Yeah. And, and then she would, um, you know, she was just an amazing teacher and mm. she passed away two years ago. So oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've done it since then, but yeah, I felt like th- I was able to express to the group that I was like, Oh, I was on this hike and I, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like like group therapy, but everyone smells bad at the end. Yeah. Oh, say, but everyone's fit as hell, especially because you know this is in LA. Yeah. I said, honey, they're setting so, their intentions okay. and they're snatched. Yes. They're so snatched. Group therapy, and you all have abs then. Exactly. Right. That's 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 it. I feel like I have to get in shape, and then I can do intensate. Do you know what I mean? Like I couldn't be there on like day yeah. one level of fitness because it would be like because I would be like I will <laughs> succeed. <laughs> like it would be like I don't know. I don't know if she's gonna succeed. <laughs> You can do it sitting in a chair. You can okay. do it. Any oh, okay. Okay, great. Great, 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 great. Yeah. All right. Now I'm in. Now now I'm in. Now I'm dialed in. That, that Those kind of positive affirmations, they actually put you into that kind of mental space? Yeah. Like I found the first time I took, the first time I took the class was in New York. She would teach it at Equinox. I lived in the West Village and that, that Equinox there. And people like will start crying at the end of the class. And like you're like, it's a really 
it's intense workout, but I can't like, she was just such a good teacher. Like the way she presented things, mm-hmm. you know, um, she uh, was 46, 47 years old and was told she couldn't, you know, she's a lesbian who's, whose wife is my, was my dentist in New York. What? But I didn't know that. I didn't oh, know. Really? That. I was like, why is Dr. Mori in this class? <laughs> <laughs> and, but so she was like, had dried IVF and a whole, a whole bunch of times and had a whole lot of miscarriages. But, and she was like, that's not my story. My story is I'm going to have a child. Oh, wow. And at, at that age, we would all be like, okay, that's what she believes. And then she did, wow. you know, like, and she, she did it. And so it's that kind of feeling that you have there. Mm-hmm. Um, where it it's like just a step below cult. <laughs> I was going to ask, did you ever have step to give below. her your routing number? Never, never, never. Like that's what <laughs> it's like. It's just like, it's the cool version of, yeah. you know, evaluating your life and breaking mm-hmm. things that you need to break through and talking about things you need to talk through. And, and also just the positives you get from working. Yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I found affirmations have worked. I remember when I worked with that woman, there's this woman, she's in Philadelphia. I will shout her out. Cause I know she probably still does it. Her name is Jennifer Blaine and she's a performer, but she also does coaching and one-on-one. And this was like, I want to say it was around the time that I had gotten laid off from the magazine job and was kind of like, what am I doing? And sort of like, I had always wanted to go the creative route. 2013. Yeah. So I was like, okay. But I remember and she would be like, I want you to like write these things down. It was like 10 times in a row, write it down. And at hers, what I like, it started like, why is it so easy for me? That was how it would start to blank. This idea of like, it's not supposed to be hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like these things, if, if this is your yes, if this is what you like, and I would do it. And of course, I was like, this is so stupid. Wait, can you give me an example? I don't, I don't think I get it. <sighs> like, for instance, why is it so easy for me to write five minutes of new material? Why is it when I'm, for instance, if my issue is I'm feeling like I can't generate anything and I'm feeling like uh-huh. I'm so like, I got nothing. I got nothing. And she was like, OK, we're not going to say that. We're actually going to write this down 10 times every morning. And it wasn't like I write it down and then go to stand up. It was like, just get that in your head that this thing is not yeah. difficult. Yeah, that, that is, thought, thoughts become things, and that and that if the way if you change the way you think, that you change the way you exactly. Do. It was like just do like it's not it's not that hard actually. It's actually not that hard, you know, because yeah, I'm the queen of all the reasons why I can't do something. Mm. And it was very, and I was like, and I'll even find myself too, like where I, I'm like, I should do that again. I should pick like my thing and say like, why is it so easy for blank? And without her, you know, where I'm like, I do see how it can happen. I think that, for instance, as a as a hard headed person. I think I got to do more than your average bear. Like I got to maybe write it down like a hundred times. <laughs> like, like you're being punished on a chalkboard. Yes, it's like giving punishment <laughs> on a chalkboard until it actually does change the POV. Uh-huh. I think that takes me longer, but I'm like, I do think that it works. So it's almost, you're even, even the task, you're putting it in that this place that you always put it. So you think it's like a punishment on the chalkboard. And then, and then both things will change for you where it's like, the, the task won't become a punishment and the thing you're saying you'll change exactly. that too. exactly yeah. <laughs> like that's what it well and that's what things is like the first thing is like don't think of this as like that's the first thing i think the same thing with like even um don't think of this as a punishment i feel like i think so many things that are good for you good for any human body i mean i think of them as a punishment like something like exercise or uh-huh. something like eating a salad i'm like i'm being punished because i don't know how to just like naturally do blank 
right? Mm-hmm. Like if I ate like a normal person, I wouldn't have to eat this whole pile of cow crud. That's what I call salad. <laughs> and I'm like, I was trying to figure out. I'm like, is that ice cream? What is no, cow it's like, crud? No, because I just feel like you're eating a salad and you're just chewing it for so long. It, you know, because it's fibrous. And I just feel like I'm really just at it. And I'm just like, you can nah. chew faster. <clears throat> like, I can I can get through a salad in like 10 minutes. Oh my God. Well, you're a better man than I am. Because I can't. Because I'm sitting there. I'm spearing. I'm spearing it. And then I'm just crunching it. You're trying to put your combination of lettuce and carrot and a little Dressing. bit of onion. That's oh. the fun part. That's the fun part of a salad. You get every little bit. You get there's a little bit of a date. There's a little bit of a. <sighs> he likes a, a sweet salad. He a likes roasted a fruit. cashew. You know, he likes like a fruit and like a cheese. You know, like a goat cheese apple situation. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, like yeah, a, a pecan. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. And you get a little bit of each thing on the Protein. Yes. Yes. yes, that's the fun part of it. And just think that. So this is what 2013. Yeah. One year later, we sold a show to True TV <laughs> that was the worst showbiz experience we've ever had in our lives. <laughs> So those affirmations really did. They really did. They really did. Well, no, but think about it. I did make the transition into being full-time creative. Eventually. You totally did. You yeah. know? I, I am huge on the, uh, I, I don't journal or anything like that, um, but I'm I'm really big on, and again, going back to my childhood of like having all the chaos around me, I would just like, I'm revealing too much here, but I would kind of like rock <laughs> like a form of meditation mm-hmm. while listening to the same song over and over again. And I would just like visualize and dream of like, what are the things I wanted to do and see myself doing those things. And mm-hmm. then those things happened. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and so I've never, never really lost. That was kind of like a survival mode because there was so much happening around me and I had to, to succeed on some level to get out of the small town um, or to be able, like I had, to, we all had to get like free rides to go to college because we couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but so I, I, I've stuck with that for sure of just like, uh, of, of just like visualizing it. And even with my husband, Eben now, like, and it became a 30 rock episode. I wrote down 50 things I wanted in a guy. Really? And Eben was 49 out of the 50. And the oh. only one, and it was stuff like I was super specific. I was like, not into um, whores or <laughs> uh, um, uh, really, he has to be good to his mother. He has to, you know, like have uh, no no taller than six one, no shorter than five ten. I mean, I was like specific on this, and um, he just didn't wear a watch. Like I wanted. <laughs> He had his phone, like I wanted like a, a nice forearm with, with a watch. Uh, and that we actually wrote that, like uh, Liz Lemon was like, does her long list of mm-hmm. uh, a guy. Is that what uh, Cyclops is? What's his name? James Marsden. Oh my God, yes. He's everyone's yes, favorite. Cyclops. Yeah, some of his X-Men movie and he's out of his mind. Um, okay, how is James Marsden? Is he nice? You know, I love him. Love him. I'm obsessed love with him. him. I'm like, I like he is when it comes to celebrity and like when he was in jury duty, I was like, he is just, I just think he is a good egg as a stranger I've never met. I go, that is a good boy. <laughs> That's how I feel about him. Yeah. He's, he, he's a, he's a good guy. I mean, like all the, all the ladies come around video village <laughs> when he's over there. <laughs> At least all those years ago. They okay. Wait, so that list though, how long between writing the list and meeting Evan? Wait, wait, wait. Can oh. we do a time uh, timeline? Cause this, this, snowballs into a question that I had, which was, okay, so you have those three therapy sessions. You're like, I'm good. And then what's the timeline between that therapy, the divorce and the therapy, 
and then that list, and then meeting uh-huh. Evan. So two, 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 two data points. Two. Yeah, it was pretty quick. I think it was like I'd say after the therapy, it was like three months later. I met Evan. So no. I. So it was like, because uh, Tammy Sager at 30, when we were both, we, we've been friends for a long time, but she was at 30 Rock and she was the one who suggested that I write uh, okay. this down. So I know that that was probably like a month before I met Evan. Wow. Wow. And, a month. Yeah. And like he walked in, we were at a Professor Tom's. I don't know if you remember Professor Tom's it's a bar that no longer exists, but it's like a long bar. And he walked in to this, you know, into the bar. And I, like a movie moment, I saw him from across the way. Really? I was like, who is that? Oh, my gosh, he's so sweet looking. Like, I like him. I was wasted. (laughs) (laughs) And he walked up to, uh, and I was standing next to Matt Hubbard, who was a writer on 30 Rock. And he was there to see Matt and hang out with Matt. And I was just like, instantly, I was like, yes. Really? He introduced himself. I thought his name was Evan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's Evan. And I go, yeah, Evan, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt Hubbard saw something in both of us that liked each other. He was getting out of a relationship. I was you know, getting divorced. I wasn't yet divorced. We were separated, but we were going to get divorced. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. knew we were getting divorced, but um, pa- paperwork hadn't been signed. Um, and uh, yeah, and then like... A couple months after that, Matt Hubbard, like, like a sixth grader, was like, "Kay likes you," and and we <laughs> not, neither one of us had said anything to each other or to him about. And then to Eben, it's like Eben. He told me Eben likes you, and, and then we got oh, together. Oh sweet. my god, that's very sweet. That's very wholesome. That's a wholesome. <laughs> I imagine like a little note. Do you like me? Circle one. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's it's so okay. You've made this list, but you've also been in a you've all, but you also are kind of what's the word? Your eyes Girl. were open to your own <laughs> tendencies, right? Like that. They're like you were kind of like, oh, okay. I've made a mistake before, and I've jumped in maybe too fast before. Uh, so was it that? By the way, because you know Naomi and I talk about this a lot about you know being in a relationship and also doing some work stuff together, but. Was it the form of it? Like you were looking for the form from your parents without necessarily thinking about the content. Does that make sense? Like you're like, this checks off. Okay. We have the same sense of humor. We work on this thing together. We do the X as opposed to that. But the, the, so the outline was there, but the, but the details inside, the details weren't, actually inside right. weren't right. Does that make sense as a question? Yeah. I guess so. I I guess I was just comfortable with the lifestyle of having similar passions, mm-hmm. and I, you know, again, from being from a small town, it was a huge deal for me to move to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the big city. I mean, it is a big city. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it was a huge. I never thought I would fly in an airplane. And didn't until I was in college because I was on these sports teams and we would go, you know, to different tournaments and stuff like that. So when I met Jason, it was like he was, you know, great at improvising. He was like, you know, so he had all like the talent crush or whatever. But he like saw something in me and he was like, I, I was getting a master's in teaching at the same time. And I was like, I think I might do the teaching route. And he was the one to say like, no, no, you should do this. You should mm-hmm. improvise. You should stay in this world. And so 
I just, again, that fear of being alone and kind of like, and, and, and growing up in a bulk of people where like, yeah. like I was just kind of taken wherever mm -hmm. you know, yeah, with, the group was going. I, I'm terrible at directions. Like West is always left for me. Like I don't have <laughs> no idea where things are. Like people would say, Oh, you know, one day you step outside and you get hit by a bus. It's like, we saw the bus like a mile down the road <laughs> for school. Like I'm just, I was just so used to having that pack mentality that like Jason was like the real answer for me of like, like I like him. Like we get, you know, like he believes in me and like now I'll jump into this world of improv for like, like I, you know, I'm a student, so I really liked like oh taking a bunch of classes everywhere and mm -hmm. sort of having a path to like mm -hmm. how do you get onto the Second City main stage? You know, mm -hmm. he provided that. So yeah, yeah. like yeah, 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 like, yeah. organic in that way, right? Yeah, I feel like I veered off what the question was. No, no, no. I think no, no. I got no, stuck in my head thinking about like. Like someone being like, oh, you're great at third beats. You should do this. And then how you'd be like, I just need path forward. Well, no, it is. It's about being told what to do. Like, I think we all feel that way. I think especially after, I know I felt that way after I graduated college, this sense of like, I don't know how to judge my success. You know, like even like once I was just like working at a job where it's like, okay, yeah, I have a paycheck. I guess that means I'm doing right. Whereas, you know, when you're in the world of like, I think especially with improv or anything where it's like, you have to go up successive levels and you only yes. go up if you have been deemed good. It gives you that same dose of like pat on the head, good job. Totally. That, you know, you lose kind of once you leave school, basically, or once you stop, you know, competing and getting like awards. And stuff. Yes. And you can you feel really goal oriented. And it's just mm -hmm. like you give yourself a bit of a timeline. It's like, well, if I don't get this by this time, then I'll try this. Yeah. Right. Right. But OK. But now. But again. You, you know, you and Eben and your daughter, y'all are just so cute as hell. Y'all just seem to hang out together all the time, having the most fun in the world. Kay refuses to um, age her child by anything other than months. Her <laughs> child is like 500 months. And it is so funny. <laughs> but like how did like kind of in starting that and making sure that you weren't going to, you know, repeat a repeat, repeat a bad pattern. Did, were you going into that consciously? Do you know what I mean? Like, were you like, this is oh, going to be different right? Kay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like it was so fast with Evan and I, and I was so worried about what other people thought, uh, that, you know, like around the, um, 30 rock writers, you know, room table. I was like, Oh yeah, it, it, we're not putting labels on what we are. You know, mm -hmm. meanwhile, like Evan had basically moved in. We were basically, <laughs> you know, like I like tried to slow it for everybody else of like, no, no, we're not. And everybody in that room just wanted the best for me. Like they had seen me. It was such a weird time because 30 rock and SNL are so entwined and right. Entwined. And Jason was on 30 rock and you know, like, Oh, right. You know, Jason and I were very, you know, besties with, with Tina Fey and Jeff Richmond, you know, like, like I, the, it was a, it was a complicated time. So everybody in that room was just wanted the best for me. So the, I, when looking back, I'm like, they didn't care at all. Mm -hmm. It was going fast, but because of what you're asking, it's like, and knowing myself and knowing that I jump from one to the next, I did have that moment of like, uh, maybe you should slow your roll a little bit. But he, Eben is, you know, we've been together 15 years now and yeah. it's like, 
And I, this is going to sound so cheesy. I know it sounds cheesy, but it, it does feel like we're constantly in a state of like honeymoon bliss. But I think it's because I had to go through the muck of that first relationship to even see him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because that first relationship, like that allowed me to make the list to, to like, you know, I had my bar was like, like mm-hmm. in my 20s, my bar was kind of low. And now like I, I I had a much higher bar and Eben exceeded that bar. So like I just tried to kind of I checked in with myself mm-hmm. of like, maybe I should slow down. But then at the same time, I'm like, he's just the best. Oh, you I know, like I want, I want my baby to have his face, you know, like, oh my God, she does. And she does. She does, she does have his face. <laughs> Me from here up, but she's like Evan from everything down. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so Wait, can sweet. we answer at least one question? Yeah, we should answer okay. one question. We're just, I was okay. really taking advantage of some, I know. some, some unadulterated K time. Okay. We're going <laughs> to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And we're back with Kay Cannon here to help you handle your scandal, honey. Now, I don't know if we'll be as good as that first therapist Kay had. I don't know if we're going to be able to fix you in 20 minutes, but the people come to us, Kay. They come to us with questions. Kay, I'm going to give you a choice. Oh. Now, we get these questions all over. Uh, Twitter, eh, not so much anymore. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why people aren't really <laughs> They're not on, on that social media platform. <laughs> or they Most are. Of- we just can't see them anymore. We just can't. That too. We got lots of questions from bots. I don't know why. Uh, so, okay. Uh, Instagram, mostly, and Gmail, and of course, voicemail, our favorite. Naomi, what is that number? 323-524-7839. As always, people, three-minute limit. You got to start. I want you, I want a log line. I want your pronouns. Because I need to know how to refer to you throughout. And then also, you be going so long, you don't even get to the question. So you better give me that log line with the damn question up top. Don't you play with me. Okay. I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want something that's a little lighter or do you want something that's a little weightier? Ooh. What do you guys prefer? I we- like weighty. You like weighty? All right. There's one for weighty. All right. All right. This one comes to us from Elena from Gmail. Naomi, do you want to read it? Start there. Please. Okay. Although it says there's a note to our booker that says this comes in at three minutes if you read it fast. <laughs> So this person clocked their own letter. It's only three minutes for a voicemail, but okay, let's see this. Okay. 
Andrew, Naomi, venerable guest. That's true. We'll say my name is Elena, pronouns she, her. My husband, Josh, in quotes. He, him, and I dated for six years before marrying. We have been married for five years. We have a truly magical three-year-old daughter. There's little, uh, Their little star, star emojis to tell you how magical. magical the daughter is. When I first met this man, there was no physical attraction on my end. I'm bi and not terribly attracted to most men. But I fell for his mind, his wit, and the fact that he had his life together. He was earning his MBA at an Ivy League university and smart as hell. Honest to a fault, he had such integrity, which I deeply respected. Also, his family is the greatest. I, se- I seriously won the in-law lottery. I was deeply in love with my husband when we married. I happily handed over control of finances when we joined our bank accounts and let him manage my student loans. Did I mention he had an Ivy League MBA? I didn't ask questions. At the time, I had only ever had... Like that's uh, foreboding. Oh, honey, I'm already foreboding. We said oh. hand over finances. I said, oh, Lord, have mercy. Gird your loins. At the, <laughs> at the time, I had only ever had a debit card and held zero debt. Anytime I asked, can we afford X? He always said yes. We would see huge, dreamy, historic mansions at our, on our dog walks, and he would say things like, that's on the five-year plan, babe. We can do it. I felt proud of my smart man and stable financial situation. While I was pregnant with our daughter, I learned he had secretly racked up $35,000 of credit card debt both before we met and over the course of our relationship. He had 12 credit cards, several of which were maxed out. On top of the $200,000 debt we already owed for that sweet, sweet Ivy League education. Without my knowledge, but with my blind faith approval, he refinanced my student loans. So now I won't receive the government reimbursement I'm otherwise eligible for as a frontline healthcare worker. <laughs> oh, now I'm real fucking mad. Oh, my gosh. And I somehow owe more than I did when I was managing them. Mm. I owe more than, when I did, than I did when I was managing them. When this came to light three years ago, I have never felt more betrayed or disgusted. And my dating history is mostly a human, gar- a human garbage dump. So that's saying something. <laughs> I contacted five divorce lawyers and I learned I could not afford to get divorced. Also, I absolutely want 100% of my daughter's growing years, not 50%. So I guess she's saying she doesn't want to share custody. The thought of dropping her off and not seeing her for days inside a divorce scenario literally makes me ill. We have spent the last three years in couples therapy and slowly digging our way out of his debt and are in an emotionally stable question mark, her question mark place right now. His parents paid off his student loans and we're slowly paying them back together. He came clean to his parents about his debt and dishonesty at our therapist's suggestion, though it took him a long time to even admit or understand that withholding information is dishonesty. Oh, Lord have mercy. Despite the fact that I loathe and honestly fear math and money, I have tried to take a more active role in our household finances and acknowledge my lack of financial responsibility. Therapy has helped. Our life is dot, 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 good. He is an exceptional father. He's worked to grow his business and makes an effort in therapy. We are very, very different people, but we're trying. My question is, how the fuck do I move forward with this person in the family and life we created when we are still goddamn broke. No matter how sincere his apologies, no matter how much I empathize with him or the relief I feel when therapy is, quote, working, I can't help but be reminded on a daily basis of this hurt he caused. 
just when we get to a good place, my card is declined at a Wendy's drive-thru. And I'm denied my spicy nugs because I married Bernie fucking Madoff. (laughs) Anyway, we live paycheck to paycheck. It's in my face all the time. It's like his damn mistress became our living maid. When he does or says something even mildly irritating, I instantly run it through the, quote, fraud filter, end quote, in my mind. Spiral and the rage floods back. (sighs) He stood at our marriage altar, read Oyster Bar. and made promises all the while concealing a mountain of lies and bills i see his dishonesty every time i look at my bank statement or wish i could buy my daughter something special i just wanted a stable life with an honest partner financial abuse is real given all that goes unsaid here and summation of our lives together i want to get to a place where we can move forward in this marriage i want to want this I just don't know how to move past the betrayal when I live inside the consequences. I'm sure your thoughts on the matter would be at least equal in value to another three years of couples therapy. (laughs) Y'all are the way, the the truth, the life. Be blessed. Should we start a cult? Honey, honey, I want to call it this opposite. I won't take none of Elena's money. It'll all be on the up and up. I just want her and her baby to be happy. This was a lot. When I said weighty, I didn't know how weighty we was going to get into. Yeah, I, <laughs> but, um, I mean, I saw the emojis and I'm like, oh, that should be fun. I know. <laughs> yeah, there were some emojis. First of all, though, I'm going to say sidebar, <laughs> fully unrelated. Elena, you're a beautiful writer. You're a beautiful person. <laughs> like the way that was just like explained and written. Yeah. I was like, oh, I could have listened to that for another like five, 10 minutes. Like I, I don't care about a three minute. I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Yeah. But holy shit, you know, I think especially what she said is I don't know how to get past yeah. the betrayal when I'm living in the consequences. Yes, yes. I have a friend. It's a different kind of betrayal, but for 20 years had been betrayed and she just found out. Oh. And she's going through the exact same, you know, betrayal is comes in different forms, but mm-hmm. betrayal is betrayal, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the constant. That's the, sta- the same thing. And she's been for the last year, over a year now, asking herself the same question. I cannot get past all that betrayal. Mm -hmm. How do I move on? And I'm wondering if I understand it. It's too much to get divorced, but you can be, you can get a, a mediator and you can, be legally separated and still living together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, like you can take actions to like, you can have love and respect and he's an amazing father and all of that, but you can, you can take actions to like still love each other, but not have, if it felt like it could heal her, not actually be being wed. You know, I hear, I hear you're saying yeah. what I'm wondering though, cause this is, you know, when you marry somebody, I think you marry their debt, right? Like, I don't know if she necessarily gets free of some of the financial choices, right? Like no, she was still emotional. It would just be a right. mental thing. It'd be yes, emotional. Yes, yes. Thing. Yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. I see what you're saying. I mean, the first question I have, and this is like where I wish I was like, God, I wish I had the degree to know something about this. Cause I'm like, you talk about being in couples therapy, but are you in your own therapy? Mm-hmm. Cause if you have, if you have the financial coverage and like, honey, you might be in a twice a week, three times a week situation right now. You might need to really be sitting in this. And like, and I say that meaning you might need a place to vent and let this out more than just 45 minutes, 50 minutes a week. 
Yeah. Because it is a daily thing. As you're saying, it's, you know, as she's saying, it's like, he'll say something and it'll remind me and then I get angry and it's like, you know. Do those rage rooms exist anymore? Oh, yeah. A place where you can just go and just like Smash break it. shit. Yeah. I mean, that too. We she need needs to- her own time. I agree yes. with you. Like, like, where she's not sharing the space with him for him to apologize yep. again, to w- work through his stuff. Yep. Exactly. Where it's like, and also, is he going to individual? That was going to be my next question. So it's like you said, he's trying in couples. Is he trying on his own? Because obviously, can they afford? If if I mean, she seems to say that, or she says they're living paycheck to paycheck. You know, can you afford more than one? Andy, there are other options. You got sliding scale. You have free groups. He needs. He can go to Debtors Anonymous. Okay, he might need to get a sponsor that way. An addiction group or something. Yes. Someplace else that requires him to do his own work. Mm-hmm. That is not just the two of them, again, you know, together mediating and relitigating the situation because, you know. Go shoot the windows out of an abandoned home with like a BB gun. Okay, you keep trying to just tell her to deal with her rage. And I'm trying to figure out if she can look this person in the fucking eye again. Well, because like it it, it, it only heals if you really feel like the other person is is really doing more than just trying. Like I yeah. always get to that when it's like, I'm trying, I, look at me, this is me trying. Yeah. It's like, well, what are you actually doing? Right. Like, you know, like, like, like I agree with you, Naomi. It's like, go, go somewhere, like go to, a, you know, like a, I don't know, pathological liar anonymous. <laughs> yeah, no, they've got debtors. They've got people <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. they're and groups like, and they're free. Times a week. Yep. So really yeah. figure out why it is that you did this because you've hurt your family. Right. You've hurt, that was a child involved. Like, yeah. 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 Yes. And it's like, so I think, so I guess that question like kind of move forward. I want, have those two things been done? Meaning him doing his own work in the form of an anonymous group or his own therapy. And then you doing your own, because I think you both need places to just like let that steam off that are not in front of each other. Cause it might just give you a little more space so that maybe you're not going to your rage as quickly. So if that can happen for you, I would love for you to just try that. And I say that only because you're saying you want it to work, but this goes to my second thing. And you, you even made the audible sound Andy when she said, I want to want this. Yes. That's Ooh. not, that's that's a second level desire. It's a second. It's different. It's different. But maybe she only wants to want it because of her kid. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm jumping here a little bit, but like what made me go oh, is that his parents paid for his loans. Mm-hmm. So like his that makes her more even more indebted to like. Yeah. To his side of the messy street? Yes, 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 yes. It's not as though like creditors came in and he owes creditor. It's like they owe his parents. Right, right, exactly. You know, so like can't even let go. Like, and they love him. Right, uh, right. Unconditionally. So he gets off. Yeah, he's off the hook. Yeah, he's off the hook. hook. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, he's off the hook. Off on that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. You know, because, you know, you want to want this thing, you know, there's your child. And then you said the divorce lawyer said you couldn't afford to get divorced. Afford in all capital letters. Yeah, afford to get divorced. So not only are you, you know, you don't want to share custody situation with your daughter. And you're like, well, I don't even know if I can, like, logistically, legally, practically. That's why she wants to want it. Because that's why, exactly. And I think, you know, and and I think it's like, okay. 
again, if those if those two other steps, you know, again, DA, you having your own therapy group, um, I think there's also like the NA for those people, right? People who get a lot of debt leave a fallout and those people also have to grapple. So they're also, again, it might take some internet searching. I don't know where you live, but like there are places you can go and people you can meet who are in your boat. Because I also think, I imagine there's a lot of loneliness. You know, debt is one of those things that can come with a lot of shame and isolation. Uh, yeah. You know what it is when, you know, you can't go to, when you go to a store and you can't fucking pay a bill. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very embarrassing thing to have happen. And the way you just kind of have to exit and shrink and keep your head down. Right. And so if you live in that, it can keep you by yourself. And can I think he it's, file for bankruptcy? That's a good question, because, right, if you file, then you get those. I think it's become very difficult for individuals. I think companies can do it somewhat easily. Oh, sure. (laughs) Uh, But I think it's become very difficult for individuals unless, I don't know what the unless is. (laughs) I would say, I just know that. It depends on the amount. It would have to be, like, depending on the amount. Yeah, yeah. Or if, like, maybe you're being sued by someone, right, and they're going to take something, then you can find some sort of loophole to be like, I actually don't have money, you know, like Alex Jones. He likes to be like, I don't have money. Sorry, parents. And you're like, no, you have it. I know when I was getting divorced that we waited a year because tax wise, we saved so much on taxes being married than being separate. Oh, really? It actually like saved me like thousands of dollars. Yeah. um, Yeah. Just to do like, oh, just one more year of that. You know, but but I think also, too, if there's a world, uh, you know, again, this person work, he works, you know, he's building his business, right? Like, you know, if if you can can, you scam any of his Ivy League friends? Well, this is what's so funny to me, because I said this also brings me back to it brings back to Hollywood in the writer's room. Some bitch went to the Ivy League and I'm supposed to be impressed. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) He was out here Ivy League talking about it. Don't worry, honey, I got it. Meanwhile, you got 12 fucking credit cards. You don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. Uh, maybe you should have spent less time at the uh, Harvard Lampoon. <laughs> like, fuck this guy. I was the dirtbag in the 30 Rock writer's room. It was like me and Jack Burdett and Tracy Wigfield. And then the rest were all like Harvard Lampoon. Yeah. Uh, like Donald Glover was in there, but all the rest of, of, of them. And I remember at two in the morning, like getting teased again for not having gone to Harvard. And I was like, we're all sitting here at the same table. <laughs> <laughs> like, it didn't matter that I didn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're eating the same shitty pizza at two in the morning. <laughs> huh? Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. if only you knew what it was like living in Cambridge. <laughs> Is that what it was like? Is that what they talk like? Oh, Evan is a Harvard Lampoon kid, so I is can't. He? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, Eben, you do well despite your shortcoming of Harvard <laughs> Lampoon. We had a good talk on the picket line. Yes. We had a good talk on the picket line. It was a delight to talk to on the picket line. That was like our first time talking outside of Par- no, CBS that day. Um, But I think those, those are your next two steps. But then I think also, I believe that you should not, I believe you deserve to not live in constant rage. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that the feelings you have around sharing custody could potentially change when you're no longer living in that constant rage. Do you see what I'm saying? Because it feels like, for instance, okay, this person stole the life 
I thought I was going to have. This person lied to me for a long time. I'll be damned if he takes 50% of my daughter. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But that's all part and parcel of the resentment and the fucking anger, the extent to which he has just ruined shit. You gotta ask yourself, do you want to actually? You say you want to want this. Do you actually want to get past this or not? If you don't, then I say Kay's solution of uh, some kind of separation without there being a full divorce at the moment is a really positive route. If you want to get past it, if yeah. you if if that if you think it, the anger and the resentment is too insurmountable, you know, because that's a that you really have to let go inside and be like, is this something that I can actually deal with? Because there's a lot of I've I've had rage before. Where I'm just like, oh yeah, this is uh this is forever. This, rage, <laughs> this, this is rage. This yeah. Is, yeah, this is something I'm gonna be like on my deathbed, be like, yeah, I guess I'm okay with this rage. Still pissed. Still pissed. <laughs> yeah, still pissed. Um, but uh, we only do things in life that we really want to do, right? Mm. All of us, no matter what. We, we, you know, we can say, oh, I want to be living with so-and-so. It's like, if you did, you'd be doing that, mm-hmm. you know, like, or whatever dreams you want. Like, you have to actively go after them. For her, what's so frustrating is that so much happened to her. Mm-hmm. And, and him, part of what he should, this is what I personally think, part of what he should be doing is saying, yes, let's separate. He has a hold over her because he's saying, I would want 50% custody. Yeah. And that he's done all the betrayal. He shouldn't take that away from her. Mm -hmm. He He should be like, no, no, we'll, you know, like the daughter will stay with you and I will, you know, we'll separate but he's not doing that because then he keeps all the control and he doesn't want to be away from his family. So mm-hmm. he's not actually taking accountability. So she is, that's why she feels so stuck. Yeah. That's why she's saying, I want to want this. Like he, like, I don't know when it comes to being able to afford to do this, but like what you'd want her to do is be like, I'm, I want hundred I want full custody. Yeah. But he should be giving her that. Right. And like she can't get past it unless he would offer something like that's a massive sacrifice for the betrayal. I think I could get past it if he was like lovingly saying, all right, let's, you know, let's separate whatever. You'll have full custody so that you can heal. And but then, at the same time, she says he's she's the word exceptional father and is like, you don't want your child to not have access to an exceptional father. He, he wouldn't be not around. That's that's, what, that's why you know, like yeah, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. But it will help her not be hundred percent full of rage the whole time. I and know. She feels like she has no options. He needs yes. to give her options. Yes, 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 yes. Because this is the other thing too. When we talk about like, oh, I want to stay. I remember so distinctly like Glennon Doyle. Okay, you know, patron saint of white women who are going through it. Okay, <laughs> I love Glennon. She's been on the show. You know, I'm obsessed with Glennon and Abby, so I say that with love. But she talked about how, you know, she left her she left her husband where she at one point she said she was like, I was staying in this marriage for my children. And I realized would I want this marriage for my children? You know, something like that. Basically being like, what am I really what am I giving them if I'm keeping them in a situation where these two people aren't happy, don't like each other, fighting, you know, whatever that looks like. Right. And so. That Feel the, the sadness and rage and everything that the mom is feeling all the time. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. you know, you, you, you want this, but I'm like, and that's what I mean. That's also part of what I mean too, where I'm like, 
you say you, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to have to do this. But I'm like, I think you owe it to yourself and your daughter to be as happy and free as you can be. And sometimes a trade might be, you know, your Saturday and Sunday, she's with dad. But if you're overall a happier person, do you see what I'm saying? I'm like, she will be getting, she will be getting everything she needs. Your child, I mean. And then she can date some ladies and she can you know, go How back. do you find yourself a soccer, star? A, so- a soccer star? Find yourself a soccer star. Build an empire helping people through your survival. And then not worry about someone else in control of your finances ever again. Yes. Yeah. When she said they were good, was there a period or a question mark at the end of that? Oh, great question. It was... There's a dot, dot, dot. Scroll down, I think. That is the bottom. Dot, dot, dot. Good. Period. Good, Period. But then stable had a question mark next to it. It was like, we're in a stable place, you know? So it's like, but again, it's not because you're, you're fucking mad. And I'm going to say this too, Elena. It's like, we agree with you. You deserve to be mad. I'm mad for you. So me saying that you're not yes. crazy, that you're el- not overreacting. Honey. That ellipsis before good is definitely giving. <laughs> is. There is, it is like, it is very, it's like, our life is good. That yeah. it's like, no. But we live in a paycheck to paycheck, and I'm full of rage at his ass. That yeah. does not sound good to me. Plant drugs on him. Uh, I'm not saying this is a good thing to do. I'm just saying it's a solution. It's an option. What you're saying is it's an option. I'm just That's saying. That's beautiful. Yes, you are a frontline him. Frontline like him. Father is a drug. Exactly. It says you're a frontline healthcare worker. You got access to the drug case? Oh, my God. You got access to something? Oh, my God. You totally have access. Man, you gotta- I don't think you should do this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you should fast forward through that. <laughs> and I also want to say how incredibly sorry I am that mm-hmm. you're going through this. Yeah. And to feel that kind of betrayal and that your world, it's like you thought you were living in a house that had five rooms and then, and that there's actually like a basement and an attic that you didn't know about. And you know, like, yeah, it's full of rotting corpse wood. wood and yeah. 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 No, absolutely. <laughs> It, it just shakes you and such. So I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, it's, 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 but I think that, you know, I know you can get to the other side and by other side, I mean a side where you're not so filled with rage. Again, this is going to be this. I'm not saying you ever like this person or we're besties, but I think you can get to a point where this doesn't consume you to the extent that it does. But I think that, you know, you would have to do a lot of your own work away from him where you can kind of put it all out there with nobody, you know what I mean? Without having to worry about managing his feelings. Yeah. And get that perspective that I was talking about earlier. Like when you can quickly get perspective or you can sort of say like her email was so well-written that it it is like, she is getting, you can feel the perspective coming into play, but it's still so full of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So hard. I can imagine. Yeah. Okay. 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 So much. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming to the Thank show. Thank you for joining us with an open heart and a loose butt. We really <laughs> appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. My butt is loose. My open. I had a great time a couple of times. Yeah, this was such a blast. Yeah. And we'll we'll see, see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com